Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit w2mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Hi everybody, this is SCU from the SCU Show. Welcome to the latest episode. Uh, wow, it's been crazy. It has been a crazy day for me. I don't want to go into details, but ladies and gentlemen, we are just days away from the start of the NBA season. I can't wait. I know you can't wait either. I mean, NBA has become so exciting, and uh, this and and this is this. There's so much to talk about. I can't I can't even begin to explain how I want to get started here. But I do know I'm very excited to be doing this show, and uh, I I did so. I heard something. I heard something interesting, and this I found this very interesting actually. So I'm listening. I I've watched. I don't get to watch the herd anymore because I work during the day. Normally when the herd is on and. By the time the herd is over, I'm walking home from work and I can't believe I'm not able to watch it. So what do I do? I watch videos on Twitter. I listen to the podcast, and I heard Nick Ryan on one time, and Terry was talking about how Golden State shouldn't be the favorite team to win the NBA Finals, and I thought Nick Wright was crazy. But then I did my homework, and I realized Nick Wright is not crazy. Nick Wright is right, uh, no pun intended. Uh, Golden State, in fact, they are. They should be the favorite. I'm not going to knock that. They should be the favorite. But should they be guaranteed a NBA playoff final spot? No, they should not be guaranteed the Western Conference title and an appearance in the NBA Finals at all. They should not be the oh, the team. No, oh, nobody's gonna beat the, the Warriors. There's no way, uh, ladies and gentlemen. If you look at it again, you you you, you might be wrong on that. And I want to I want to go back. 2014. I want to look back to 2014, the first year the Warriors made to the finals to beat the Cavs in six games. Let's look at how they, um, over the years, let's look at how they've gone through the playoffs, nonetheless, mind you. Okay, so Lab, they fast to face, they had to face Russell Westbrook, they had to face Kevin Durant, the Oklahoma City Thunder. That was, that was the West Conference Finals in, was it, that was 2016, when they overcame a 3-1 deficit. Warriors took care of them. I mean, they overcame the three-one deficit. They were they dominated every all this other stuff. So there's that. Then there's the Spurs. They had to play the Spurs last year in the Western Conference Finals to get to the NBA Finals again for the third consecutive year. They took care of the Spurs, right? So uh, you know, everyone's thinking, okay, so yeah, what, what are you talking about? Then why are you talking about this? Should the Warriors then definitely be the favorite to make the NBA Finals? No, because the Western Conference is not what the Western Conference has been since the Warriors made their three straight finals. In a matter of months, ladies and gentlemen, things have changed drastically in the Western Conference, and it's much tougher than it looks. Much tougher than it's been, I should say. Not how it, I mean, it looks. It's always looked tough. Now it just looks even tougher. Let's see. It's even more competition in the Western Conference now. Now, 
You look at I'm gonna start with the Houston Rockets here. You look at James Harden. James Harden has a superstar next to him in Chris Paul. Chris Paul led the Clippers. Oh yeah, the Clippers were a bad team, but I mean you look at Buddy Griffin, you can't shoot. Uh oh, I can't I can't remember the name. There's one guy in the name I'm gonna look this up, but there the my point is that Chris Paul leads the Clippers. He led the Clippers. He was the one that led them over the Spurs in that seven game series. He was the one. I remember, I remember that play, too. Game 7, hook shot. Like he's falling down, sort of, kind of. DeAndre Jordan, by the name, by the way, the name is. Not, not that great a player, either. Chris Paul was the one that led the Spurs over... The Clippers over the Spurs in that game, that seven-game series. He made the game and shot in Game 7 to advance to the next round. I remember if it was the, the semifinals or the final... Or Western Conference Finals, whatever it might have been. The point is, James Harden last year, MVP. He could have been MVP because Russell Westbrook was terrible from the field. The only reason that Westbrook won the MVP last year is because he averaged a triple double. And if you don't, if the, if the voters don't put Westbrook as the MVP for the year, after having a triple double, he, he they're going to get backlash. That's why he won an MVP. Harden should have won it last year. He was amazing. He was he played great in the paint. He shot pretty good threes from three. He would have been my MVP had I been an NBA voter. Now he has Chris Paul to back him up. Yeah, that's going to be a very scary Rockets team. And and the thing is, the city of Houston, they have Hurricane Harvey. It's like a chip on their shoulder. Like, the Rockets are doing this for, for their city now. Devastated by Hurricane Harvey. James Harden, Chris Paul, they're going to be thinking about their city as they try to bring down the Warriors, which they could definitely bring down the Warriors. It's going to be tough. When these two teams meet, I don't know when they meet. I don't have the schedule in front of me. It's going to be tough series. If these teams meet in the playoffs, when these two teams do meet in the regular season, expect very close games. For sure, no doubt. I mean, I expect very close games when these two teams meet in the playoffs. Like, so close, like, overtime every game type of, type of close. Then there's the... I want to start, I want to start about... I have a, one more point I do have. Chris Paul and James Harden are going to build chemistry, and they will be the second to see in the West. Like they're they are the second best team in the Western Conference right now, behind Golden State. Better than the Oklahoma City, better than the San Antonio by far. And I believe that we could see the Warriors and Rockets, no doubt, in the Western Conference Finals this year. Uh, let's start. I'm gonna go. Now we flip over to the Thunder because the Thunder have a very good team as well. I like what. The Thunder have obviously the Thunder have done a lot in the off season. I mean Westbrook won the MVP. What do you do? You go get two stars for him. I don't want to start by Paul Paul George. I don't know much about Paul George. I don't follow. I never followed the Pacers like that. I was never into the Pacers, whatever it might have been. But I know that Paul George is a, na- a brand name like that. That is a name that everyone's like, oh my god, Paul George. Paul George is a big name, and him working with Westbrook could work out well. Should Westbrook, and I believe I said this on the last time I did a show, should Westbrook learn to share the ball because he is a ball hog? Obviously, last year he, he controlled the ball more than anybody on that team. He needs to learn to share the ball with PG 13 and with Carmelo Anthony. I get to work with Anthony in a second. Carmel Anthony as well. They need to build chemistry. They need to learn ball control. 
They're going to be a good team in the Western Conference. They're going to be the three seed. Like the third best team behind Golden State and Houston. Because let's face it, Russ Westbrook can't beat his old teammate James Harden. And I'm not sure about Melo yet. And that's my point on Melo here. The thing about Melo is everyone's like, oh, Melo smells overrated. What, did he, what has he done since he left Denver and went to New York? What has he done? He hasn't had star power on him. Oh, yeah, you can make the case for Kristaps Porzingis, but Kristaps Porzingis is what? His, it was his second year. You expect a guy to, you know, it's not like the NFL where guys just, bam, bam, star. No, it's not, it's not how it works in the NBA. It takes, it takes a couple years to build chemistry and all this other stuff. Now, obviously, Melo and Porzingis won't have to build chemistry anymore because he's no longer in New York. But the thing is, outside of Porzingis, Carmelo Anthony never had any star power around him in New York. And that's why the Knicks were so bad, and that's why Carmelo was so bad. Now he has two stars with him, and I believe that they're going to help him. They're going to help him build himself up. They're going to, yeah, they're going to help him build him. And this is going to be a very good Thunder team next year. Third best team in the West. They could, uh, they could possibly see themselves make a deep playoff run. I really don't feel like they'll make the Western Conference Finals because the Warriors and Rockets are just that much better than them. But, hey, as Kevin Garnett said, after winning the 2008 NBA Finals with the Celtics, anything is possible. Anything is possible. So you never know. I do have that point here. Not only does the... Not only do having Westbrook, PG-13, and Melo bring threats to the Warriors, it also brings some threats to the Houston Rockets. Westbrook went up against Houston by himself last year in the in the playoffs. It was the East Conference, the West Conference semifinals. Excuse me, Western Conference semifinals. Westbrook against Harden. Now the Westbrook has these two stars in PG thirteen and Melo behind him. I still don't think that he'll beat the Rockets, but it's going not going to be a five game series again. It is going to be much more competitive when these two teams meet. In the break of the season, if should they meet in the playoffs, I said the same thing about the Warriors and the Rockets. Same thing with the Thunder and the Rockets. If these two teams meet in the playoffs, watch out. I mean, you can't you can't expect a five-game series when you have Westbrook, P13, and Melo going up against Harden and Chris Paul. You can't ex- you can't just expect, oh, it's going to be a five-game series. No, it's not. It's going to be six, seven games. No doubt. It's going to be six, seven games. And I can't believe I'm saying this. I said the same thing last year. I bought the Minnesota Timberwolves last year because they had such a good team around them. And they went 31-51. and 51. But this year, they have a really good team. I like what Minnesota has. Again, Jimmy Butler, they got him in it from the Bulls. Probably He was probably the best player out of the Bulls last year because Dwayne Wade did nothing in his one season in Chicago. Now you put him with Carl Anthony Towns, one of the best players in the league by far. Andrew Wiggins, big name. Jeff Teague, he, he was a good guy. He did good with the Hawks. And Taj Gibson's the name of somebody you might recognize. You put these guys together, that is that is a good team. I could, I mean, this is like a, this is a better team than the Bulls had. I mean, not the Bulls, excuse me. T-Wolves bolt last year, the old sack of Levine. I mean, obviously he was a fluke. The guy had a good dunk contest, and I thought, oh, he's going to do good things. Uh, I was off on that. Now he's in Chicago, and that bold team isn't going to much anywhere anytime soon. But the, the, the T-Wolves, 
don't don't sleep on the T Wolves. I'm saying it, I saw I said it last year. I was wrong, but I'm saying it again this year. Don't sleep on Minnesota. They could do something. They could definitely do something in the West. They could possibly see themselves the four seed, maybe five seed. You don't know. The Western Conference is built. We've known this for years. The Eastern Conference, it's LeBron and everybody else. Western Conference, it's it's look it, at first for the last three years. It's looked like Golden State would dominate the West for years and years and years. It's not the case anymore. Now the West is a four-team thing, and plus much more teams have talent that could potentially give the Warriors a threat in the playoffs and also in the regular season. And speaking of the East, now that we've talked about how the Warriors have competition with Houston, Oklahoma City, and possibly Minnesota, let's go to the East now. And I was just talking about this, how the East is LeBron and everybody else. I have no doubt in my there's no doubt in my mind that the Cavs will be the in the finals again this year. I mean, there's, how can you doubt that? You have the first of all, you have the best player to ever play the game of basketball, LeBron James, on your team, and you just added his best friend. That is going to be an explosive team. LeBron and D Wade together. What did they do when they were in Miami together for four years? What did they do? All they did was win. No matter what. They didn't really have the money on the mind, but you get where I'm going with this. All they did in Miami was win titles, and they're ready to do that again in Cleveland together. It's going to be a one-year deal, because we all know LeBron's going to Los Angeles. It's, everything is pointing to him going to L.A. There is no doubt in my mind he's going to Los Angeles next year. But looking at looking at this now, I mean, Cleveland has a really good team in the East. I mean, this is one of the best Cleveland teams I've seen since LeBron came back. Probably before LeBron left for Miami in 2010. One of the best, if not the best, Cavs team ever. And you have LeBron, LeBron Wade, clearly. And then you add Isaiah Thomas in there. He was the lead man for the Celtics. He's not. He's going to be out till January. And that's going to hurt Cleveland a little bit, but not too much. I mean, you, you, the beginning of the season from October to December pretty much, up into January, it's just, you know, lay back, you hang out. It's just the beginning of the season. It's fine. You'll be fine. You have D-Wade. You have LeBron. They're going to run through the East. And by the time ID returns, they'll have the best record in the East. There's no doubt. Kevin Love's still there, too. Kevin Love's been a big contributor since he joined the Cavs. Big contributor. He was one of the big three. And then you look at their competition. Who's going to stop them? Boston. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are going to say, Kyrie Irving such a great player. That's cool. Yeah, that's great. No, he's, he, I can't, I'm not going to knock him for his not, I'm not going to say he doesn't have talent. Because he has talent. There's no doubt. But he's also not a leader. He wants to be a leader, but he's not a leader. He showed that in, what was it, 2010? When the Cavs lost, without LeBron, mind you, the Cavs lost 27 consecutive games. That's, that a leader does not make. Kyrie has had good games with LeBron. That's fine. Including that Game 7 win over the Warriors. That's fine. But to lead a team for an entire season, that's not what Kyrie's That's not, not Kyrie. It's not what he does. And it's not what he's going to do in Boston, especially this year. Maybe next year when LeBron is gone and D-Wade is uh, where, where D-Wade decides to go. But this year, there is no way Kyrie and the Celtics are any competition to the Cavs. And if they are... It's not much. Not much at all. 
Another team I like to look at in the East, Miami. I love what the Miami Heat are doing. 11-30 last year. Everyone counted them out in January. Oh, they're, that's it. They're done for. It's over. Oh, what did they do, though? They finished with less than 10 losses for the next three months. Finished ninth place. Half a game out of the playoff race. Wow. What a strong Miami team, right? That's a, that, I mean, that is a very that was very impressive by Miami. Built the chemistry. Realized they needed to get their heads out there, you know what's. And they got it together. But at the same time, this is a very young Miami Heat team. Very young. Justin's Winslow, I believe, is about to turn twenty one, or just is turning twenty one. I don't I don't actually know. I do remember him coming out of Duke, he was about nineteen years old. Great guy, I like what he does. He does well in the NBA. Young team, young guy though. Then they brought on Kelly Olnick. I like Olnick playing for Boston. I like what he did. Not a leader. Kind of like Kyrie. He's not a leader. He showed that in Boston too. Hassan Whiteside, clearly not a leader. Very emotional man. And when you when you let emotions get the best of you, things don't go too well. Now, again, my this Miami team, it, that is a killer Miami team. That is a very good Miami team. Are they ready to beat Cleveland? Not at all. I would give Boston a better chance to beat Cleveland than Miami. And I give Boston very little chance at all to beat Miami. And uh, people are going to laugh at this. I believe I've talked about this before. Philadelphia. Yeah, Philadelphia has so much players injured. Ben Simmons hasn't played it on the court. And he's been in the NBA a couple of years. He hasn't done anything. Joel Embiid is always injured. And he just got paid. If Embiid can stay healthy, just imagine the things he can do. He played in 31 games last year, and he took the city by storm. He just, he, he, led, he was a leader for that Sixers team before he got injured. And he just got paid. So he is, first of all, he's going to be very hyped up. He's going to be very excited for what's to come this year. Like, he's realized he... He has this money, a five-year, $148 million extension for a reason. Now he has to go out there, and he has to prove why he got that extension. How he, why he proved that. Why he earned that. He has to go out there and prove that he earned it, and he's here to play for it. Unfortunately, it's just him. And I don't know if he's a leader yet, because he's played 31 career games. I mean, he's a leader. I can't, I can't say if he's one of those leaders that can lead his team to the playoffs. Maybe not next, maybe not this year, but I'm hoping by 2018-2019 when the NBA season has one of the best seasons, if not the best season that they ever see, have ever seen thus far, Ben Simmons can return, and that, that six team just blows up. That's what I want to see. I want to see them blow up by next season, 2018-2019, blow up. This year, Embiid's going to be a leader. They're going to be a 10th place team in the, in the East. But that's going to be very exciting to watch. I'm going to be having my eyes glued to Joel Embiid this season. And last team, people are going to laugh at this, the Brooklyn Nets. And I really wanted to have Sandy Moo on, co-lead editor of 16 Wins a Ring, but she could not come on tonight. But that's fine. The show must go on, as I always say. Brooklyn's making a big turnaround. I can guarantee that the Brooklyn Nets will make one of the biggest, if not the biggest turnaround in NBA history this year. They'll be, playoff, they'll be a playoff team by 2018. They're making a big turnaround this year, though. There won't be a playoff team this year, but it's going to be 360 how they're going to improve. 
Last season they had the worst record in the league, if I'm not mistaken. It was either them or the Knicks, but I'm pretty sure it was the Nets that had the worst record in the league last year. This year, they're going to be on the outside looking in, as I just said. The one thing I wanted to see above all this season, like from anything, I don't care about the finals, because I do believe it will be Warriors-Cavs. So that's, that's that. The one thing I want to see more than anything this season is Jeremy Lin do well again, because he hasn't done well since his loose sanity days in New York with the other New York team. I want to see him do well again. I feel like he can do well again. I, from what I've heard, that the, the Nets actually have a new coach, a new GM. Everything's new for the Nets. Everything. It's a fresh start for the, for the Brooklyn Nets. And this year, they're going to show it. It's not, it has nothing to do with just Jeremy Lin. It has nothing to do with just their coach. Nothing to do with just their GM. They also get who I feel could be a very talented player in two years' time. D'Angelo Russell. And people are laughing at this, listening to this. How could you say D'Angelo Russell was so good? He is good. The guy was amazing at Ohio State. I loved what he did at Ohio State. The only problem with him in L.A. was, first of all, it's L.A. People fall in love with the L.A. lifestyle, the nightlife, whatever it might be. They get in trouble. If you're a celebrity like D'Angelo Russell was in L.A., it's not good to get in trouble. Not good to... I mean, you can you have to enjoy life. If you don't enjoy life, you're, just, you're gonna go crazy. But if you enjoy too much life, you're gonna get trouble. And if you're a celebrity, it's gonna hurt you. So there was that. There was the whole L.A. living in L.A. type of deal. Now he lives in Brooklyn, where clearly there's going to be some type of lock on him. He won't enjoy. He won't be as nuts. I don't. I don't know how to word it. He's more mature. I can say that. He he has aged clearly. He's more mature, and he's not playing with the babies anymore. He played. I mean, he played with Nick Young, Swaggy P. That kid was a child. That kid is a child. I mean that 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 was another big deal with the Lakers playing with with Nick Young. That also hurt D'Angelo Russell. That is a baby team. Of course, next year they're going to be a playoff team and hopefully possibly. An NBA Finals team, but that's that's another story for another time. Now that Russell is in LA and New Brooklyn, excuse me, things are going to change. He's going to do much better. He's going to be more focused on the game. He's going to he's matured. When you mature, you do better. Trust me, I learned. I learned that personally. When you mature, you do better. There's no doubt. D'Angelo Russell has matured. He's going to do better. He's going to have Jeremy Lin with him. They're going to build chemistry. And that is going to be a very good Nets team. But that's not the only guy I'm thinking of. Can't forget about Timmy Moskov. I know people are, oh, Timmy Moskov. Oh. Yeah, he played with LeBron, and that's why he was good. But I like... That's, when you hear a name and you know that name, you know that guy's going to do something well. Because if he wasn't a big name, he means he's not doing something well. So you have... It's like a big three in Brooklyn right now. You have Mozgov, you have D'Angelo Russell, and you have Jeremy Lin. That is the big three in Brooklyn. The Brooklyn big three, I'm gonna, I like to call them. That is going to be in a very exciting Nets team. This year, they're going to be the 10th place team in the East. Kind of like kind of like the Heat were in 2015-16 when they were from 7th seed, lost the buzzer beater in Milwaukee, and that was it for them. Like They're going to get so close and realize, why are we doing this? But next year, 
Nets are going to be a playoff team, I guarantee it. They could be the third or fourth best team. And, and part of that has to do with the fact that LeBron's leaving for L.A. and Wade is leaving for who knows where Wade's going to go next year. He's not going to sign with Cleveland. I mean, he's not. He's probably going to sign in Miami. He wants to play in Miami. He wants, you know, he wants the life. He wants the lifestyle. He wants. He wants to retire in Miami. So he's probably going to sign with them, play two, one or two more years, maybe three more years with Miami, and that's it. But that that's next year. We're looking at this year, ladies and gentlemen. The 2017-18 NBA season is a among us. It is going to be a very good season. The West is much more competitive. You have LeBron and Kyrie playing on different teams. The, the Celtics and Cavs will meet often. It's going to be a very exciting season. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait for the 2017-18 NBA season. So that's my NBA season preview. I want to I want to switch over now to the NFL and the Cam Newton situation because I haven't been able to talk about it myself. So Cam Newton laughed at a female reporter. I don't remember her name, but I know she worked with the Charlotte Observer talking about routes. And Cam just laughed at her and said, It's funny hearing a girl talk about routes. Well, first of all, I want to start off by talking about... I want. I first want to talk about by saying I love women. Many different ways. I am... Uh, if you will not find a bigger... Except if, you, if it's a woman. I'm a big male, female empowerment advocate, if that makes any sense. I want women to do well. I want women to succeed. I want women to rule the world. You know, Rihanna's song makes sense now to me. Who run the world? I want girls to run the world. But anyway, I'm going. Go a little haywire here. <laughs> Let me get back into it. Why is it that we still think women are weaker than men, belong lower than men? Why is this happening? I mean, there are probably I can name probably more famous women than I can name more famous men. I'm not going to, but I probably could name more famous women than I can famous men. I mean, look at our president. The runner-up look like and has proven to be. If she had won, if Hillary Clinton had won the election, she would have been a better president than what we have now. But the fact is, the fact, the whole point about this is, why is it, why, again, I go back to my question, why do we think women are so below men? Why do we put women so below men? Why do we do that? We are, first of all, we are whole human beings. We all have the same feelings. We all have the same emotions. We all have the same knowledge. Most of us. We most of us get the same knowledge. No matter skin color, no matter gender, no matter race, no matter religion, no matter any of it. We are all human beings. Now this has nothing to do with the Cam Newton situation. But I'm just making a point here when it comes to gender. Sandy Moo, I'm supposed to have her on tonight to talk about this. You want to meet a woman that knows her sports. And we're not just talking about the Nets or the NBA. Even though she's a big NBA person, I can tell as I follow her on Twitter. At Sandy Mew, Sandy S A N D Y, M U Mew, or Moo, however you say it, M U I, on Twitter. That's Sandy Moo. She is a girl that knows her sports. Aaron Kate Dolan, I follow her on Twitter, at Aaron Kate Dolan. Big sports, big female sports girl. Like, she knows her stuff. 
she's doing good stuff. Rachel McCrigger, my former, my current colleague, former co-host of my former NFL podcast, Woman That'll Search Stuff. She runs our Real Sports Entertainment Network at, on Twitter at RSEM Report. She runs things. She, she is like the main person there. Plus, she has her own photography business. She's written through your articles for Pittsburgh Sports Castle. I mean, my point being is that we sleep on women. Like, they do so such good things. As mothers, as wives, as daughters, as, de- as sisters, whatever you may be. I can't figure out, and I don't think I will ever know why. We just continue to say women are the weaker sex. If you ask me, the men are the weaker sex. I mean, women, very powerful. Women do, there are a lot more women out there that do better than men sometimes. There are women that do the, the things that men do. Like wrestling, bodybuilding, construction. Danny Patrick is a race car driver. You, don't, you wouldn't expect that. We have female referees. It's twenty. I mean, I, 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 um, I honestly don't understand why we keep saying it's twenty seventeen. We need to wake up, because you think if things are going to change after three hundred years, you're mistaken. Because clearly, people love living in the past. But it is twenty seventeen. I mean, times have changed so much. From women vote beginning to vote ninety seven years ago, things have changed so much, and we, we as humans need to. We need to get our head straight, first of all. That's, you know, not here, near the here or there. That's a whole different story for a whole different time, maybe a whole different show. <laughs> but the fact is that women should not be degraded because of their descent, their gender. They are just like men. So whether that be in the sports business, the construct business, in the science business, in the space business, doesn't matter what business it is. Women are just like men. They are, they are our equal. We are no different than them. They are no different than us. Well, there's enough of this. Enough of this. Women deserve to be equal to us. They do. They are. They really do. And now, now I want to switch over to the NFL. No, I, I really don't like getting too serious on this show. But man, that was supposed to be a topic for tonight that I had planned, but I couldn't do it because Sandy Wu couldn't come on. Cam Newton. I I've been critical of Cam Newton uh, since you know. After his last, after last season, where he was just so bad, and then the first couple of weeks they score nine points against the Bills, so I feel like they're not a great team. I know my co-host of the kickoff, Harry Broadhurst, will not like me for hearing that comment about the Bills, but they are not that good a team. I believe they're one of the top twenty teams in the league out of thirty-two. So there's that. They get they they score thirteen points against what was the worst defense in the league in New Orleans. So there was that. But over the last two weeks, however. Cam Newton has shown that he is he is better than what we uh, thought he was at first. Cam Newton's thrown what six, eight, six, about six touchdowns in the last two games alone, two road wins. And I'm I'm a big guy that quarterback is the leader of the team because who's going to lead the team? The running back? No, he can't can't throw the ball to receivers just like the quarterback can. Cam Newton has shown me that he is back, baby. Over the last two games, 
And I believe I talked about this last week too. I'm not too sure, but last, but the last two games, Cam Newton has done exceptional. Six touchdowns in two games, two impressive road wins over two playoff teams, mind you. Of course, New England is a very bad team, but that is a road win in New England for Cam Newton. Nobody expected that coming into going to that game. And then he went into Detroit, into Four Field, and knocked off the $135 million man in Matthew Stafford. And then I look at the Panthers' schedule, and they just look. This things are. I said the same thing about the Saints. I believe I said the same thing about the Saints last week. I'm saying the same thing about the Panthers this week. I just feel like it's something about the NFC South that I like a lot. Because the NFC South is proving to be one of the strongest divisions. That's where I said it was going to be one of the weakest. Before the season began, I said it would be one of the weakest divisions in football. But it has not proven to be one of the weakest divisions in football. It has to be one of the strongest. So Thursday night, they host the Eagles. That's going to be a NFC Championship game preview right there because they have the two best records in the league. And Carson Wentz is also dominating defenses. And then you go move forward, you got Chicago. Mitch Rubisky showed us Monday night that he's just as bad as Mike Glennon is. Tampa Bay, James Winston, the turnover king. He has almost 50 turnovers in his two years in the NFL. Atlanta could be tough, could not be tough. Miami, Jake Cutler, that's a win for the Panthers. The Jets, that's going to be a good game to watch on November 26th. It's a 1 o'clock game. I wish they'd push it to Sunday night. That is, the Jets are the most surprising team in the league, winning two in a row. They're three in a row. After everyone said, oh, there's no doubt they go in 16. They are 3-2 and two on the year. That game will be at my life. If the Jets keep this up, I will have my eyes glued to that game. The Jets and the Panthers. Saints, going to be a good game. Minnesota, I have that feeling the Panthers will go in. Green Bay could be tough. They'll beat Tampa Bay. And then they close out with Atlanta. Panthers are looking like a playoff team if they can keep this up. The last two games, Cam Newton has six touchdowns, no picks, and he is just playing flawless. The whole team is playing flawless. Looks like last year I said the Panthers were doing do great. Right before the season began from Panthers, I said they were going to do so well because Devin Funches was there, the rookie out of Michigan. Kelvin Benjamin was back from his ACL injury. And I felt like, oh, the Panthers are not, they haven't lost a step. Unfortunately, they did lose a step. They finished 6 and 10. But this year, no way. They've lost a step. I don't see it at all. I see a Panthers team that could make the playoffs. But it's going to be very tough with the NFC South being the way the NFC South is. So we'll just have to wait and see. And uh, I believe that's it for me. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. We're listening on WTNMet.com iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, or wherever WTMNet podcasts are available. This has been another episode of the SCU Show. Uh, I'm not going to do a show next week because I'm, I want to watch this game. The Cavs will host the Celtics. Well, first game, Kyrie Irving makes his return to Cleveland. Enjoy the first games of the year. And this has been the SCU Show. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, 
even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.